But do you know the name? I know the name. Do you know the name person, like biblically to know the name, like you rolled the name up on a piece of paper I do and know inserted s- it into your vegemon? I know people in the biblical sense. Do you? People? But not like multiple? Papers. Like multiple people? Yes. Like you got less like than your you. Whore, like your. <laughs> what do you mean less than me? You're the whore you're, here. You're trying to explain what a whore you are, and then you're saying less than I me. I never that said it. Did I ever say? I believe those were words that came out of your mouth. No, Kathy, you yes. are the whore. I got at eleven three hundred Heartland. The eleven three hundred Heartland <laughs> threshold whore. It is you. Let's start a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it. Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. <laughs> that was actually pretty good for two people. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of a perverted studio audience. Of three! Of there three. are three of you! Hello, perverts! Hi! <laughs> um, I'm Kath... <laughs> Oh, it wow. starts. It starts. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie. And of course, our studio audience is Mark, of course, our wonderful new lovely Squiggles, and of course, Stan the Creeper. Stan the Creeper. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there. Just drink your goddamn Diet Coke. Should we talk about Try the not fact to get... that there's no abyss here? There, There is no abyss. Well, there was definitely one name missing. Normally, was... I'm all of Kathy, and she's all, I'm abyss. And now <laughs> and it's just you and me. So pathetic. That's just me. It's... Just me. Now it's just you and me doing sexy, because abyss... abyss said... What did Abyss say? She said... Fuck off. And went to <laughs> Disney World. <laughs> That's what she said. Well, hey, Abyss, we got to do a show, she said. Fuck off. And went to fucking Disney World. That's so blows. She's at Disney World, and we're here in this. Oh, she, and she's real cool about texting. And she's just know, like, yeah. oh, we're at the Animal Kingdom today, and now we're at MGM, and we wrote on this, and it's awesome. <laughs> Having a great time, and I'm like, fuck off, right back at you there, kiddo. Just so uh, exciting. So, but she's having a great time, and she was she was overdue for a trip to Disney World. So we're really excited that she's there, and uh, and doing that. Hey, why isn't my yummy piece of filthy fantasy sex candy abyss here? Damn. Oh my god. The hell, Lois. Lois, we just said abyss is at Disney World. Disney World. It's she's not here. Oh my god, I want to tongue her ass while Mickey Mouse bangs her hot wet poonanner. Then I want to take her over to Harry Potter land and have the ghost of Professor Snape stick his magic wand in her and cast some whacked out wizard spell on her pussy while screaming, Fuckus, Patronus, and then shoot his ghost wand all over her pretty feet. Because I like feet. That's... I <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Lois likes feet, so uh, that's very nice, Lois. Thank you very much. I like the, feet. Yes. I like feet. Yes, I like you like feet, feet Lois. I like feet. Yes, I like Lois, feet. you like feet. I like feet. Stop her. I like feet. I like feet. I like Lois. I like. We get you like feet, okay? I like coming on Abyss's feet. Goodbye. It's Lois, the hypersexual computer-generated co-host. I hope Disney isn't listening. That was horrifying. Walt's frozen head. <laughs> flipping around. Just flipping around in his grave. Yikes. Lois. Uh, I guess Lois might like Walt's frozen head. I don't know. 
So, yeah, thanks, Lois, for stopping by right at the beginning of the damn show. <laughs> but uh, some of the other things going on, Kathy, what? a technological nightmare that has yielded fruit for the Perverted Podcast. Holy crap. I looked at our Patreon account, which is like our GoFundMe account, the only one that would actually let a show like ours uh, raise funds for itself, mm. uh, for the equipment stuff we need. And I didn't even realize we have. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? In our Patreon account. <laughs> in our magical Patreon account. We have $218.40. I can't believe people actually give a fuck about the show and send money. That's a lot of panties. That is a lot of panties. Well, we they paid for your panties they with paid the party. For my so panties, yes. I just uh, I hadn't been on it in a while because technically neither Kathy or I know how to get the money off of it. It's there. We just I think we need to add a bank account, and both Kathy and I are like homeless losers, and bank we don't account? have bank What's accounts. That? So, uh, so thank you so much for that support. We do have a couple things uh, that we need uh, in the new studio. We uh, we need a couple SM58 microphones. What's an SM58 microphone? It's the microphone that's like the industry standard club mic. It's a real clean. A lot of podcasts use it. It's clean. I mean, we have some of the nicer mics, but it's just a really good clean mic, and it's the type of mic that you can like drop in a pitcher of beer. And then pull it out and shake it on your ass and then sing through it. You're a total podcast nerd. Yeah, it is It is just the standard, but and they're really cheap. You know, they're like 100 bucks and they're really solid. So we need a couple of those. Uh, so if anyone has one, you can send that to us and save us the money. <laughs> um, that's, that's a little plug, little plug there. <laughs> very but, subtle. Uh, yeah, very, very, very <laughs> subtle. And we need, of course, cushion chairs for uh, Kathy's delicate ass. I never said my ass was delicate. You, your ass is delicate. It is a delicate flower. One would think that a I have enough of, cushioning, but apparently not. A flower of delicacy. So <laughs> I'm just real. I was just really excited because I thought we had like 50 bucks in there, but people have actually kept. You know, they believe in the show, and man, it's it's just an honor to. It still blows me away. It blows me away that it, people actually. Uh, like what we're doing because we are talking into a mic here we have no idea what's going on in the other end when people listen and it's it just blows me away I don't I don't understand why anybody would give you and I money boogie <laughs> I don't think they're, I think they're giving it to the goal of reaching people for kink and uh, demystifying I don't really think it's because of you or maybe Abyss because she's hot but I really don't think it's like man Kathy and Boogie mm, yeah you underestimate how pathetic let's, you and I let's, are let's give them some money that life is the place Talk about genital torture and subspace We share our kinky thrills With perverts from around the world Yeah, perverted podcast talking about that life, motherfucker For your peace of mind, please know That the author of every post we talk about Has specifically granted us permission to do so Ow! <laughs> is this like an honor of Big Ange dying or something? <laughs> because it's so that? obvious I'm not abyss I gotta go to the other fucking side <laughs> So Kathy uh, So Boogie So uh, we got some <laughs> Sometimes you just make a commitment And I love you for it 
<laughs> you know what? I don't know Without if it worked or not. Here, I don't know if I worked or not, but it's just us. This is going to be a pretty pathetic show. No, it is not. All this right. is going to be awesome. Let's do this. Abyss just, that's, that's what she said. <laughs> she just says, she just knows that my penis is massive and that's all she has to know. I totally agree. Oh, do you notice oh, that boy. I took these drops from show three the last yes. time she abandoned us for a vacation? <laughs> so pretty much every time she abandons us, this is what we pretty much. Fuck off. I totally agree. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I'm sorry. Abyss isn't here right now. Please leave a message. Beep. I'm at Disney World. <laughs> Fuck off. All right. All so right. what do we got in FetLife? I, I actually like these two posts. Go. The first one is called, okay, so we are new to this. It's from one of our affiliate groups, Rituals, Rules, and Contracts, written by Make em Red. Jesus. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I just like the name. Make them red. Make them red. Talking about testicles. <laughs> she says, we are a married couple starting our journey into domestic discipline. We are also a wife-led couple. Another odd combination, I am told. So recently we decided that spark- spanking was going to be used as both a method of discipline and punishment in our home. Here's where I really need some help and suggestions. When it comes to time for discipline and punishment to be administered, how should we go about it? I have found that my husband does much better when things are structured and formal. So I am wanting to incorporate this into our new lifestyle. At what point does the actual punishment begin? I have heard some say it is subjective and really varies, and there are others that have opined that the punishment really doesn't begin until the spanky is getting really uncomfortable. This is... Ow. Ow. I was doing my study, my Uh-oh. little study that I do, because I do study, so I uh, have something to say. And this one actually kind of poked me in some triggers because um, I don't necessarily, at least I haven't reviewed this in a number of years since being in the lifestyle. And when I first came into the lifestyle, I was very adamantly against using uh, physical punishment on an actual human being, like an actual punishment, not play, not something that you uh, negotiate in a play scene where there's like a higher calling and whatever, but actually like I'm going to beat you like a child. And because I was beaten my whole childhood. So when you talk about punishments for things, physical punishments, I can understand when it's like, you know, verbal or you make them do an assignment or standards or stuff like that. But it was actually something that I really grappled with. Should you be do you have the right as an adult to hit another person as a punishment? Legally, obviously, the answer is no. You do not have the the legal right to hit someone. Yeah, but this is, uh, I mean, it's important to say that none of us here on the show <laughs> practice domestic discipline. Mm-mm. It is part of some people's lives, and it is a trigger for you, obviously, but it really is no different than anything else that would be in a contract or rules sure. that we set that they set down for for one another. And that's where I think I, as I sat and and thought through it, and I thought about all the things that I've learned in the lifestyle since that time, that even though that was my stance when I came in, in the in the time I've had to really look at myself and then say not every all of my abuses are not the world's abuses so if they have a negotiated relationship where um the punishment because you know as a kid verbal or physical both of them had an equal mind fuck on me so when you talk about being at this level you're like oh so it's okay 
to uh, verbally punish somebody and tell them you disappointed me and poke them in their places that hurt them in order to change their behavior, but you can't give them a spanking, that now kind of is like, well, if you're going to do one, you might as well be able to do the other. Yeah. So I actually have warmed up to that idea. I, I'm very, I, I obviously didn't suffer such an abusive childhood as I know you have. I, but I also would, I mean, all it would take was hearing my mom come stomping down the hall. I knew it was coming and I would cringe. And so it's, it's a sore subject with me also. However, the thought of domestic discipline with someone I'm in a relationship with, for some reason, is kind of cool to me. Sounds hot. <laughs> well, because I That's like That's what being I got charge. to today. I'm like, it, it is kind of hot yeah. to have that power exchange. If it's something, if we've, if it's a kind of relationship in which we have mutual respect for one another and the other person is actually uh, trusting me and believes that I have their best interest at heart, it's makes me feel really great to know that someone is is giving that to me and I would take it very seriously but I would also take very seriously if you haven't done what the rules that we've talked about and that we've created together hell yeah you're going to be disciplined I'm not sitting here just to talk you've got to do what your end of the bargain sure if it's going to be a power exchange yeah but now let's get to what she's asking at what time does that actually begin is it because she says in the past he has interrupted the spanking and says he feels bad about it later. So when it gets right. to be too hard, he interrupts, but he's being punished. Right. Of course I, it's going to be I, too I hard. Still, I still think there has to at some point be some sort of way to tap out. Otherwise, you are now non-consensual. See, I, this is where there's a conflict at like what point. I'm sure there's other people who do a lot of this. We're obviously speaking from an outside point of view of domestic discipline in a DS relationship. Right. But I would think there would be some way to say, okay, you're going to get this many swats. If you don't take this many swats, then there is some other type of punishment that you must complete. Kind of like an interrogation scene. If you give away the secret, you get this or that. So there is a point to where the person can actually tap out and say, this is too much for me. One would assume that they already have that level of understanding. Yeah. If you're going to put that much trust in someone, I would assume that they know how far you can go. Sure. So if you set a level and you know perfectly well that at full force, five swats is the absolute limit, the punishment has to fit the crime. Sure. You have to know ahead of time. You, you really cannot, with that paddle, full force, go more than five swats. Right. And so you would tailor your punishment to fit what their limits are because yeah you have to be punished but there are the bottom really does have a right to say at this point you're going to start causing physical or psychological harm right and that's that's kind of productive to a discipline exactly yeah so that would be uh, given the post and what I read um, on both of their profiles or I, I think it was just on her profile it sounds like they've been together for a while and they know each other pretty well I would say that this is kind of a no brainer they have to decide what his levels are and I would suggest saying something like with this implement how many tell me how many three four five is it for us to get to level yeah but now you're getting see now you're into the conversation of play versus discipline no because because it's not because during play you know that well I'm turned on I can take a whole lot but now in discipline, it could be one swat, but you also have with it that you have disappointed your mistress or master. 
you have disappointed them. So psychologically, and that's where it's when does it become punishment? It's when there's disappointment, when you know that the top is not doing this because it gets them off in play. They're doing this is because you failed them in some way or didn't come up to, with your obligations. So it's a different mindset. So how are you going to know? It's true. I mean, she, she does not mention that. I am assuming that the pain is part of the punishment. Sure. We have no idea if they have other forms of or punishment. Or if, mas- if he's a masochist or exactly. whatever. Because I've heard other people say, you, you can't punish me with a spanking because it's going to turn me on. But I think there's definitely a way to go about it in a not-sexy way. There's obviously no warm-up, no rubbing, no sexy talk, no immediate aftercare, make the discussion logical, matter-of-fact, you know, those types of things that you can make it, um, you know, that this is not a play scene. But in gen- it's it's... It's a tough one. Yeah. Because it's very subjective and depending on what that person considers uh, punishment. There, you're right, because there are some people who the a chastisement, it just crumbles them. Sure. And it's the worst thing that you could do to them. Yeah, and they don't even need a physical punishment. Just exactly. that look of you've disappointed me yeah. is enough. But once again, if, if this is something, because I understand behavior modification and, and that you see that there's a consequence lying ahead of you and you don't like that consequence, then you'll try to do something to avoid that consequence hmm. but i think i think here's what i would like the perverted podcast listeners to do because we came from this from that outside point of view i would love at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or go on our perverted podcast fet life group and give us some of your opinions we'll make a post about it and i'd really like to hear some more opinions maybe some people who actually do this and to see how they kind of balance those things. I think it's a great topic. And like I said, I've evolved and I'm now curious about those types of things. Um, but once again, I, I can only speak from my own experiences. And I'd like to hear some experiences from other people on that. That would be great. All right. On what's the, the next, next What's the, the next thing that we can pretend to be experts but really aren't? <laughs> I do not. Hey, I take offenses that we don't pretend at all we are very <laughs> yeah, we're, we, clear. we're ignorant man we say it out front <laughs> okay we disclose the Fuck next off. one is called take responsibility <laughs> <laughs> if i knew how to get into your computer i'd take that off take responsibility for your own damn happiness by risk what i'm just doing my this is my this is when i'm like down with that looks like topic. a gang sign when i'm like that's right <laughs> amen to the poster on this one. Who is Rixus. I was... Yes! Let's just start with yes. Okay. Go. He says, if you treat pleasure and happiness as something outside of you, you will never find it. Other people may or may not have your best interests at heart. Even with the best intentions, they can only do what they can within the context of what they know. Happiness is neither a chore nor some task on a to-do list. It's beautiful life energy that already exists within you. It's ready for you when you are ready for it. Yes. <laughs> it this I mean this is just a theme throughout my entire life coming from the point of being the 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 loser martyr douchebag that I was for many years. A lot of the things the poster was saying um, about trying to not just rely, um, there was, wait, what was the part that I really liked? Uh, telling yourself, if I can't get what I want, then I might as well make sure they get theirs, right? Is like adding ice cream and a cherry to a large slice of bullshit pie. It creates resentments towards yourself and the other individual. You. <clears throat> but it's true. If you are trying to have somebody else 
validate your happiness. Like you need, first off, that's not happiness. That's just codependency. You are now just completely codependent on that person for your existence of being because you have no center, no self-actualization. You don't have love for yourself or a self-worth. Otherwise, you wouldn't need to rely on another individual for your happiness. And the other end of that, which I was, was the whole martyrdom emo, I'm too sick. I am I am too damaged. I will never be happy. So I will make everyone else happy. You were a martyr? Really? I was a total martyr. I was an absolute martyr. I mean, I still was funny and goofy and played it off. But at my core... I really believed that I was the sickest of the sickest and there was no hope and I was always going to be depressed and suicidal and, and all of that shit. And, and so my thought was, and this is why a lot of people go into psychology, by the way, why a lot of people become therapists. It's like a joke amongst who are the most fucked up people in therapy, the therapists. And it's a martyr syndrome where they go, hey, I really, I have all these unresolved feelings. So if I can help other people, um, then somehow that validates me. And exactly what was said by the poster is it doesn't work because they don't play by your script. Like even if you help somebody, you start resenting them because all of a sudden, well, fuck, now they're happy. <laughs> and so you're like, yeah, I said I wanted you to be happy, but now you're like really happy and now you've left me and you're not here feeding my pity party. So it really does any type of going outside of yourself for happiness if that is all you are doing is going to doom you to be a, just a douche loser martyr oh my god that's i can so be hard harsh. about this because i'm talking to me right. i went through years of this and i worked really hard to just all of a sudden wake up one day and go hey you know what i've been suicidal and miserable my whole life what would happen just a thought if i just tried to be happy and work on myself and that was the last time I got sober. And my life in three and a half years has become incredible. Hmm. So big topic for me. You go. It is a big topic for me, too. It's why I chose it, because uh, it's actually a much longer post. What The part I chose to read now was, was it took it down to that. It really is about you doing your own happiness because nobody can do it for you. My whole life has been a quest to not rely on something outside of me uh, to make me feel good or make me feel bad because then you're on this roller coaster ride of emotions if if the person whom you're putting all your faith in uh, for bringing you meaning or happiness in life is feeling good you feel good if they feel bad you feel bad and I got enough shit to deal with without putting all of my hopes in someone else's hands Absolutely. and and I recognized that early on. It was it. It's really kind of a nightmarish existence to always be relying on something outside of yourself for happiness. Now then, we're not being like total go live on a mountain and isolate and use gongs and and meditate because gongs are awesome. Fuck off, rope people. Um, <laughs> so, but a relationship with somebody who is positive and you are both working together for a common goal of happiness and also working on yourselves at the time, absolutely relationships can enhance your happiness. I have relationships and people in my life right now that are fucking amazing and they enhance who I am as a person and I am happy with them, but they are also learning how to be happy with themselves. And so we enhance each other. It's like a support group of happiness 
but at the end game, if they left or if I left or whatever, we're all going to be okay because I still have me and they still have them. Yeah, I, you know, when I, 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 like I said, I've been struggling with this all my life. And when I first realized it, I almost went to the other extreme where I would say, well, I have to be completely self-sufficient and I can't rely on anybody and I have to own every tiny little thing and I can't get anything from anybody outside of myself. And that doesn't work. That's a different either. kind of fear, actually. That's, that, that, I just went from <laughs> That's one a fear of pain. shit to another. <laughs> I'm tired of people hurting me, so I'm yeah. just going to become a nun. Well, I remember that? I was just that? determined that I was going to uh, get this strength and be my own person. And now, the ripe old age of 50, <sighs> I am starting to go that middle path. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Half the time, I, I'm just confused about where I am. I keep fucking up and stumbling and falling down. But at, and, and I'm not... I've realized, just as you said, I can get great things from other people. People can make me happy in the moment. I can enjoy being in their company and enjoy whatever it is that we have together. And if I didn't have that, sure, I'd, it would make me upset and I would cry about it. But the difference is that now I wouldn't fall flat on my face and not be able to get up for weeks at a time. That's why I love you, Kathy. Is that That's why, why we me? rock I've, I've this motherfucking podcast together. <laughs> That's why we do it. Because you don't need me and I don't need you, but yet we enhance but each other. But we like each other. We enhance... Okay, I don't want to go that far. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Did we, I go too yeah, far? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get I, mushy. I don't like you, Because then I'm going to have to grab a boob or something, you know, because... <laughs> Come on, can I grab your boob? I'm moving. You know, I'm closer now. Reach. I, no. Yeah, you really are just like two no, fucking inches away two from Two inches away. I'm touching your knee. Don't touch my I'm knee. Touch- oh, <laughs> you touched my knee. Uh, now I'm touching my penis oh, with God. the finger that Don't I touched Don't you dare your touch knee me with. again. <laughs> oh, my God. God. I thought that was a great post. Mailbox. You never tell me when you're gonna do a new jingle. That wasn't a new jingle. That's that completely new. You've never. No, we've had, had that. One. No, we just don't play it all the time. Ever. Because now I got a studio set up. Okay, I like that jingle though. It's good jingle. It was cool. All right. Well, then we'll keep it. All right. Well, we got an email. <laughs> okay. So we could actually do we perverted know, mailbox. This is how long? How long has it been? It's been months since we have our listeners. They listen us. and they'll send things, but they just don't ask a lot of questions. No, or to, yeah, just, yeah, we do get stuff, sometimes. But yeah, not questions. Or but recent, like this last week, all of a sudden we got five. But this one actually, we were getting butt hurt for a while. Yeah, just want true. you to know. All of a sudden we got them all lined up. <laughs> this isn't a question. This one's kind of funny. It's from Haley. At- oh, that's- what? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's it's by Haley yes! Ato Slave. Yes! Who writes, Dear Perverted Podcast, first, I'd like to say that my master and I love the show. We listen every week. Thank you for doing what you do. The other reason I'm writing is to inform you all of your infiltration into our lives. <laughs> Last night during a fairly intense emotional scene, master became aware that I was bleeding from my vagina. So he <laughs> stopped our play. I am crying when he says, did I cut you? You're bleeding. Now, I realize where he is talking about and in the middle of my crying had to stifle my giggles. I did not want to alarm him and have him think that I had cracked because all I could hear in my head was... Labia Medical Emergency. Yes! (laughs) Yes! So now you know that even when we are not listening to the podcast, you are still a part of our lives. Thanks for being you. Labia Medical Emergency. 
My work is validated. My work is validated. I laughed so hard when I read this because all I could imagine is her just Just in that moment where you're just kind of like, you know, yeah, this is, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're bleeding from your vagina and all you can do is giggle because you're hearing in your head, labia <laughs> <Some stupid> medical. <laughs> jingle that some jackass in Los Angeles made. You know what, though? First off. Okay, what? I'm getting a little emotional here because we want to have an impact on people. <laughs> we want to be able to have them. No. Are you fake crying? I'm fake crying. <laughs> I'm real crying. We reach out to people in different places. Okay, this is getting annoying. I know. <laughs> Please stop. It's just exciting. It's just, it's funny. And it's that we can laugh about these types of things. And just the fact that you can just, you know. Hear me, labia medical emergency. While your vagina's bleeding, the fact that it's my voice in your head—that's just—it's kind. Of, I mean, I did—I didn't negotiate with her master, so I feel a little awkward about that, and I apologize. I completely apologize for that. I didn't definitely, you know, didn't want. But can I just say that my prediction has come true? Because when she wrote this, I wrote back and said, "When I tell Boogie this, his ego is going to go supernova." <laughs> It's not about ego, really. It's no. about sharing. No, of course not. It's about sharing what we do. Happy birthday. You're a pervert. Get your spankings. Happy birthday. You are great. <laughs> not as great as me, but great. Wow, that just died. It did. There I told no... you, we need to hear the whole song. No, no, that's, that's fine. I like the whole song. The whole song. I don't have it. I'm sure that Lovecraft Hobbit and Nerdy FMS 32 would like the whole song. It's their birthdays. Those are Perverted Podcast volunteers. Yes. If you go to pervertedpodcast.com, you can find out how to volunteer and help us get out there into the world. And, and these are two of them that does that. Two of them that does that. <laughs> two of them. That's my grammar. <laughs> it's my grammar for the day. Those are the birthdays. It's been, I got to say, though, it's been, you know, we've been a little disorganized. We still haven't gotten that whole, at the end of the year, everyone kind of, you know, had their stuff to do, and then they get relations. That's really a relationship killer for, or, or really a volunteer killer. You, know, you guys happens. need to stay single. Okay. Nobody gets, that's, that's <laughs> the perverted podcast way. None of you can have a new relationship. Or because, a life, let's Or a it. life. You got to be like Kathy and me. No life. The perverted podcast moves forward. Yeah. And and we do that. Yes. You know, I, I disagree with you. Don't make it sound like you don't have a life. I walked in right before we were about to do the show, and you're spanking two female asses. What no life is this? <laughs> Labia medical emergency. Uh-huh. I have responsibilities. To little, Mark and Squiggles. A little and pre-show spanking. A little pre- they did that for the podcast. They are perverted podcast volunteers, and they did that knowing that I was really nervous about Abyss not being here and dreaming about my cock. Fuck off. <laughs> Mark is looking at you all like, what? Really? Yeah, Shaking her hi, head. Baby. How you doing? Uh-huh. You're looking good. Don't Yeah, you smile. You don't have to look away. Hundreds of dozens of single, maybe two or three people are listening to me right now give you <laughs> eye humpings. You see that? That's my eye. Your that's eyebrows my, going up and down? My, that's Dom eyebrow, by the way. <laughs> that is Dom. Uh, she wants to crawl. You know, Don't you? You feel like crawling right to me, don't you? Huh? Why are you fuck, freaking to defaulting s- to squiggles? Squiggles is reading a goddamn book. She's not in this Dom eyebrow moment. I can Dom see her shaking. She's laughing. Moment. 
Look, Whatever. Her book is what? shaking. <laughs> what have you guys like? They're so cute. That's right. You pet her head. All oh, right. God damn it. Happy birthday to our birthday people. And now, a new jingle. <gasps> Prejudice, fantasy, and fiction means your churches might be wrong. Let's try to wade through the bullshit on 50 Shades Above and Beyond. Okay, that's a good one. Is that one okay? I love it. All right. Did that in the new studio here. The new did the that. studio? Did that in the new studio. I like it. Because I have my little drum, my little electronic V drum set up. That was very cool. I was cool. able to have more than two pads. I thought Not I'd... that I can play. But <laughs> now they go, wow, you should have stuck. <laughs> you Stick. divulged your lack of talent there, buddy. <laughs> Whatever. So this is a new segment called 50 Shades Above and Beyond, in which we do what, Boogie? This is where... We go, obviously, the Fifty Shades Revolution. We've never talked about the Fifty Shades Revolution. And let's just talk about it briefly, and then we can go on with the segment. Okie dokie. This is basically, if you're in the BDSM or kink lifestyle, there are many opinions about Fifty Shades to gr- uh, whatever that movie is. Fifty Shades of Grey. It was the books, and then now the movies, and now the first one did good, so they're doing. This is... The general opinion, when we go speak on panels and stuff like that, the general opinion is this. It is absolutely the greatest movie and book I have never read or watched. That is my opinion. It is my favorite movie. You ask me what my favorite movie is, I will say Fifty Shades of Grey. Do you know why? Go ahead and ask why. Why, Boogie? Kathy, I am so glad that you asked. (laughs) Because that book for whatever how whatever you feel about that got 20 million people talking about kink and BDSM right or wrong good or bad fiction or bullshit whatever it got a lot of people talking these when we go speak on these panels at the colleges now the questions that people ask because of this book and the amount of hype and press that it got as dysfunctional as the story is, as not accurate to BDSM as it is, or lifestyle, or negotiation, or healthy relationships, it's a fucking book, by the way, fiction. It has gotten people asking questions, and we get asked honest questions. People are coming to our club because they read Fifty Shades of Grey, and they are asking questions, and that gives us in the lifestyle a chance to say, hey, that was a movie. And movies are fictional, and you can't rely on them to make your life decisions. Otherwise, you're a retard. Um, But here's how we do do it, and it's more awesome than the movie, and we don't own helicopters. Uh, Yeah, if we did. If we did. We would be awesome. You'd let me spank you if I had a helicopter. If you had a helicopter, boy, the level of stuff that I'd let you do to me is go get that helicopter boogie. (laughs) (laughs) What? Don't... Kill yourself. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Asthma copter. <laughs> Who's the delicate flower now? <laughs> that did not work. Okay, right, so. Hey, look. So now. I got to give you my two cents now. Okay, good. All right. That series of books, there are pieces of crap. I've read them <laughs> and they suck. They're Still the absolutely fucking horrible. What you like is the result. Yes. Okay. Don't, but don't say the book is great because the book I didn't is, say the book is great. I just said it was yes, great. I just said it was great because it got people started. That's it, you said that was the best book ever and you loved it. I said that I never that, read or fine. watched the movie. Yes, but it's a piece of crap. It okay. is an absolute piece of crap. Not only is the, the content 
totally 100% wrong. The way it's written is horrible. I just cannot, I cannot state how much I hate those fucking books. Kathy, I, I want, I really, I'm feeling a little tension. And I I'm want, feeling tense right now. I want you to be able to just, <laughs> what do you really feel? Do you like the books? I don't like them that much. You're not, not a big fan. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. I wasn't even happy naming this segment Fifty Shades Above and Beyond, but I'll you let did it anyway. Go. Because here's the thing: once again, what I like about the book, good or bad, care of people. Twenty million people bought it. So obviously 20 million people were titillated in some way. Maybe a lot of them were repulsed. You were one of the 20 million that bought it. So maybe you were repulsed. But this segment is to welcome the people that are excited or that maybe are listening to the podcast for the first time because I've gotten those emails. Yeah, I read the Fifty Shades of Grey and then we saw Perverted Podcast and now they listen and now they see the enormity of more that we get to do. So that's why we have this Fifty Shades Above and Beyond. Here are the myth. This is a, We're going to take a myth about the BDSM lifestyle and then we're going to talk about why it is or isn't true. Yes, very good. Shall I read it? Now that we, this is the biggest intro <laughs> you will is, ever hear from I now know. on. From now on, I'll just we'll do the shut jingle up, but it, and we go into for it. For <laughs> 38 episodes, I've wanted to talk about this yeah. this this book and, and these movies because well, the I reason, think it is important yeah. that we have an opportunity to share about this. The reason that everyone talks about it and brings it up is because it's a piece of shit and it allows us to debunk everything that that woman wrote in there. I think that woman should get a Nobel Peace Prize from the kink community herself. I don't think you and I are going to disagree. We we differ wildly. Because you know what? The movie Secretary was also a dysfunctional relationship. But everyone it in the It was commu- a very well done movie and so was the short story it was based on. I okay, read so it, it was a good it movie it and it was cute, but that was still a dysfunctional representation of kink relationships. That had nothing to do with the disaster that was Fifty Shades of Grey. Nothing. I think you're just... You're no, just, you're no. Just Fifty Shades of Butthurt. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I said it! Ow! Ow! That is our show! No! Whoa, what? We have not finished this segment. <laughs> the longest segment in the world. I know. <laughs> All right, so let's take a myth of, you know, we won't call it... Blank, blank, above and beyond. Above and beyond. <laughs> So, what is the myth? The myth is you can tell if someone is part of the lifestyle based on what they look like. Because all you have well, to you do really is, dug on that myth, huh? That's a it's, all you have to do is a, look at you and me to know that's <laughs> absolutely not true. <laughs> what are you talking? Are you saying that sitting here in my scrubs, shitty Payless tennis shoes, uh, socks, and cut off sweatpants, and me with my stringy that I am hair not all dominant and, and all fat and hideous and. Yeah, we don't represent at all what we're what people think. Because we don't have leather. Stuff. We're not wearing leather. Because I don't have a. You we're know, not svelte or. I don't have a flogger hanging on my belt. <laughs> <laughs> so that because the bitches all line up. You're not six five. With... I'm not six five with a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think. I mean, in general, we can all joke about this and say absolutely no. It's not true. It's an easy thing to say that isn't true yeah you know and then you can say that about any like how do you know somebody's a religious person or how do you know this you know usually they're douchebags and they'll tell you um but you can't tell by the look and that's okay so we all kind of get that but i think turning this inside out as far as in the lifestyle um 
I think it's important to understand once you get in the lifestyle, just because somebody has the look of the lifestyle also doesn't mean they know what the hell they're doing. Just because someone has a leather vest and leather pants and boots and a flogger hanging on their belt and they call themselves a master or a dominant does not mean they are a master or a dominant. And in the same way, if somebody has a collar on, doesn't mean they're your fucking submissive. And doesn't mean you can go up to them and say, you need to kneel before me. Doesn't mean they're even a good submissive. They may not know what the fuck they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's an easy answer. The answer is no. It's not true. Um, and I think I have seen that look in a lot of new people when they walk in threshold. And they see ordinary people who are not beautiful or gorgeous or e even attractive. Like, and like they don't have the me. body exactly like you and me. They don't have the body that that is in the magazines or in the in the fantasy novels and the erotica. Um, they don't have the hair they're supposed to have. They don't have the demeanor. They're not six five and have You're legs. Stuck on six up to five. Their... I mean, you know, I've shrunk a little. Do you want to know but... why? Why? Because I've actually had people tell me that if they're not tall. They're not dominant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not I the dom for them. I sat in the kitchen here at Threshold and had somebody, who, I, listening to someone talking to other people. She was talking to everybody in the room, saying how I have a very specific type, and they have to be 6'5", and they have to be this, and they have, and she went down this laundry list of things that the person had to be. Well, that was someone looking them. for someone's external happiness. Exactly. You were looking for someone's external happiness. I like the way you tied it in. You see, we there. just tied it in. <laughs> the circle of life. <laughs> I just think it's important that that we understand and you would be surprised. I mean, the the wonderful thing about being in the lifestyle is it's amazing to see the people come in and how you would never know. We have had senior citizens come in that look like literally grandma bacon cookies level. And then, you know, like at night, she puts on a cat suit and smacks her fucking husband's balls until they're red balls. And good for her, man. You know, and it's just amazing. You never know. I mean, we I really failed. I was supposed to bring some actual statistics <laughs> So, wow. so people, but in general, it's anywhere from 10 to 15% of humans have a strong visceral kinky tendency. Maybe they haven't acted on it, but they um, are excited by that type of imagery of bondage, hair pulling, biting, spanking, and then off into the extreme yeah. stuff. So literally go to any restaurant that is, is full and look around and know that there's people among you that are kinksters, that mm -hmm. are people that have that desire just because they don't look like it. Yeah. You never know. I mean, we, uh, Mark and I, I had a vertigo incident the other day. It was What's awesome. What's a vertigo incident? <laughs> a vertigo incident is where beads in my head tilt to one way. And, uh, and so I got dizzy and pukey and whatever. I didn't throw up, but, um, it was really bad and I've had it. But it just got really bad, and it wouldn't go away. So I'm like, all right, it says maybe you're having a mini stroke or something like that. And I'm like, I better go and get this checked out after three hours. So we go to the ER, and we're sitting there, and it's just packed with people. And once again, packed, 15%. All of a sudden, some guy walks in, and he's like carrying this girl. Like, you know, I guess she had a car accident, and... Uh, you know, she was injured, but, you know, and they, so he was carrying her in. And I'm like, okay, this guy's serious about getting her in here. And so 
they do their thing, get her in a chair and get her kind of whatever stabilized. And then they kind of roll over by us. And I noticed instantly because we all wore masks because it's so packed. You don't want everyone's flu germs or whatever. So, you know, we were all a lot of people wearing masks. So she pulls her mask down a little bit. And I see I'm like, this girl looks really young. And the guy looks my age. <laughs> and instantly Marco's, ha ha, you guys high-fiving or what? Because <laughs> obviously this is some sort of daddy little girl kind of thing because his, she looks young, but she doesn't look young enough to be like daughter, daughter. But, uh, you know, but she looks like 20 years old. In the ER, Boogie. In the ER. So, of course, I got to test the waters. So I just start talking about kind of kink stuff and you know making little things and and they come over because they see we're like the cool kids you know because our masks are yellow and they're cool oh my God. and uh and so sure enough all of a sudden she looks up and she's like what are you guys sick with and i'm like oh vertigo blah 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 and all of a sudden it just kind of turned and she's all bar sinister and i'm all no threshold and she's all <laughs> i've been to threshold <laughs> And the guy just like goes, oh, God, Jesus Christ, you know. So you never know who are these kinks. I mean, yeah. we kind of picture, you know, whatever. So That's pretty funny. Yeah. In the ER of all places. In the ER. So Yikes. that's what we do. Well, well, I have to say, I really miss Abyss. I, I have nothing. I have yes. no. I have Don't nothing nice from her. I totally agree. <laughs> yes, Abyss. Abyss misses Abyss too. You know why? Because she and I have this thing where we roll our eyes every time you say something weird. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Uh-huh. true? Totally true. No. You know what? You know what? Because she's not here and we needed some filler. You know what I haven't done in a long time? Sung a song? I haven't sung a song. Sing a song, Boogie. I'm going to try singing a song. I don't know if this is going to work, but you know. Kathy? Yes? Perverted podcast audience? Squiggles? Mark? Stan the Creeper. <laughs> How's your dad cook, Stan the Creeper? It's good. It's, he's, yeah, he's, he's rocking that. Doing a little creepy thing over there. Looking at the girls on the other side of the room. Did you notice that I had to separate you guys? Because, you know, I just noticed that they're like on one side and Creeper Stan stands the on the other side there. of the room looking creepy. <laughs> That's well, with a we... name like Stan the Creeper. Stan the Creeper. How can you not? You might suspect. There might be some trust issues, Challenge. <laughs> I think this uh in 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 line with this I have no no connection this is a song about meth I dedicate it to Kathy <laughs> Tweakers start projects that turn into piles they never get finished just reorganized once in a while snort another line to help you focus I just needed to get these projects done. That's meth. <laughs> the song's not from personal experience, no. by the way. <laughs> hey, maybe it is. <laughs> you invent stupid shit, but you swear you're a genius. You're up for three days straight, masturbating a limp penis. You're picking your face like your skin is possessed. Pick, pick, pick. Hey, let's go rob my mom. That's meth. Paranoia will destroy your sanity fast. You speak to your houseplants in code because the government is listening. You sleep with duct tape all over your ass in case the aliens come visiting. Ooh, better pick my face some more. All 
true. <laughs> now your kidneys are shot and you're fucking toothless. Your police record's long and you're socially useless. Better get help before it fries you to death. What happened to my life? That's meth. <laughs> Why doesn't my family answer the phone when I call? That's meth. I need to make a plan to get clean. That's meth. I just need a little more shit so I can make a plan to get clean. That's meth. 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 Kathy, I just need to do this a few more times so I can get it. Just right. That's meth. That's meth. That's meth. That's meth. That's meth. That is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thanks to everybody here. To Boogie. Woo. Woo. Kathy. Woo. Woo. And to our lovely audience. <laughs> Creeper Stan. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Squiggles and Mark. If you have questions, Thanks comments, for the applause. And ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. Take your applause back. That was just <laughs> that was just butthurt pity applause. It's a great song. And finally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> I guess finally, as your guys are cruising around there in the world, waiting for Abyss to come back. <laughs> so we actually have some boobs on the show that you want to fiddle with. Hey! Hey, what? <laughs> I don't get to fiddle with your boobs. Can I touch your boobs they're, in honor of Abyss? They're fiddle worthy. And they are fiddle worthy. I yeah. just, can I touch them? No. Please? No. Just one? Uh-uh. Yeah. I think we're just going to go. Yeah. yeah. Until next week. Until next week. Enjoy the naughty and keep being your damn perverted self. We're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>